off the show. It's time to catch up with the CEO of Greyhound Racing Victoria, Alan Clayton, and also the chair of the GRV, Peter Duncan. Peter, good morning to you, first of all. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you. And hello to you, Alan. Uh, hi, Gareth. Good to be here and uh, good to talk to you. I'll go to you first, Peter. We heard the Premier Dan Andrews speak to the media, I think on Tuesday. He's been speaking every day, but there was a question asked to him about racing continuing on. I thought it was pretty positive. What did you make of it? Yeah, it's absolutely positive, and I think it's uh, fair to say that we obviously are talking to the government, the Premier's office and the Minister for Racing every day to update them on the protocols that we're implementing um, and it, it's fantastic. Our participants have just come on board and I have to thank them so much for just being very diligent and doing what we've asked of them. And I think um, we'll just keep taking the Chief uh, Health Officer's advice on track and at home and in the community. And as um, the Premier did say, you know, we don't have any crowds um, at the tracks. We've got minimum people required to conduct a race meeting and that just helps us to prevent the transmission of the illness and manage our risk. So... Um, hats off to the Premier. I think he's doing a fantastic job in this current climate and we will just keep doing exactly what we're asked to do, if not more. And Alan might, we'll talk about that later, of more um, protocols we've put in place to protect our participants so that they can keep racing. You make a really good point there, Pete. I think everybody in all the industries should be really proud of what they've been able to do to make sure that they follow these strict guidelines, to make sure that these racing codes continue on. And Alan... Um, Greyhound Racing Victoria, I read there yesterday that you continue to tighten up the the measures um, when the participants head to the track to make sure that everybody stays healthy and safe and racing can continue on? Yes, Gareth. Look, I think it's really important that from the very outset of this uh, outbreak, we introduced on-track protocols to limit uh, uh, any opportunities for uh, uh the spread of the, the virus and, and basically what we're doing is we're complying with the public health requirements and we've been very, very stringent in what we're putting into place uh, so that uh, we protect uh, the racing program and we do it in a way that is a comprehensive change to the protocols on, on track. So this week from uh, last Monday we introduced on-track health checks provided by a professional firm called uh, Event Aid and these simple and quick health checks which basically prevent you know uh, temperature testing etc and providing advice to people uh, provide a good barrier control and have been a very well received uh, innovation from participants and staff and uh, our message has really been simple um, if you're not feeling well don't come to the track uh, think about the future of racing and and make sure that uh, we can keep the racing environment uh, a healthy environment. And we've been really, really grateful that our participants and our staff have worked really strongly together and have accepted the substantial changes that we've made on track and put in stringent protocols so that racing can continue. So it's really important all around that we take the health advice about social distancing, which is a really important aspect of what, what's in play at the Greyhound tracks. Now, um, Pete, obviously the revenue structures and, and funding um, 
is hurt in this situation because obviously turnover is down a, a little bit because the the tab shops are shut down and there's less ways to have a putt these days. But prize money will that be affected with greyhound racing or will you keep um, the same amount of prize money throughout this particular crisis? Yeah, I know, Gareth, every, all the trainers are waiting to see what we'll do in this space and I can say to them that we had a board meeting on Tuesday and prize money reduction was discussed, but we absolutely will not reduce the current prize money structure. So I'll say it again, we are not reducing our prize money structure, so we will continue to run our full race program at full stakes. We will be um, looking at feature races, so tonight we have the Easter gift at Sandown, which is... Um, I think it's 25000 to the winner, but we will perhaps modify just those feature races. But the day-to-day racing program will remain as it is, and the board are committed to holding the line on that for as long as we can. And whilst, yes, revenue, um, we're not sure where that will land at the moment, but we do see the opportunity because it is only the three codes racing. There is no sports betting. That is a fantastic opportunity for us. Um, and TAB and the other um, wagering operators have absolutely been um, pushing hard for people to obviously have a bit of a flutter on a Friday or Saturday night when you've got not much to do and you've had the whole week at home with the kids and the family. So the initial results we're seeing are exceptional. So we will hold the line on the prize money. Um, This is not the time to cut prize money when we need our people to be able to um, make a living And obviously, we're a very big employer in the state of Victoria, so we've got to make sure that our people and their dogs are taken care of. And that's just one way we're doing that, is to just keep returning prize money to participants. Other jurisdictions have taken a different tact, um, but the board um, are not going to do that, and we'll stand by that decision. Um, But we obviously keep reviewing the revenue stream and those sorts of things, but the prize money will remain exactly how it is today. Well, that's terrific news for participants, especially in this state. And, Alan, we've seen harness racing Victoria go into a zone situation where only certain participants are allowed to race in their particular area. Will greyhound racing follow suit? Look, uh, Gareth, I think it's a good question you ask, and there has been speculation about a regional racing model. But from our perspective, it's just important that we plan for possible options to keep racing going and we we remain committed at this point to our current program with all of the important uh, on-track protocols being implemented so as as our chair peter duncan's just said we're, we're committed to a statewide model um unlike some of the other jurisdictions and we believe that with the health checks and all the protocols that are in place uh, we we can maintain that, and and we we're really confident in the work that's been done on track by our stewards. We've actually put additional staff on uh, at the tracks to monitor uh, and to ensure that there is um, a social distancing being enforced right across the board. And we're we're very blessed in the sense of our pro, our race program because we don't need a lot of people at the track. We've cut the public out. And remember that 11 of our tracks are in regional rural Victoria where we believe that the, the, you know, the issues, if you put social distancing in, there's no reason to think that we should have a particular risk in those areas for transmission. So we, we believe that very much the stance that we've taken uh, at this point in time, we think it is, is you know, able to continue. Um, it's just really 
important uh, for all the people that are listening out there to remember that, that we need to work together as, as the GRV and the participants and make sure that the health status of our tracks is really good and that people, if you're not well, don't come to the track and to help us manage the environment so we can keep racing working. But in terms of the options, we'll always develop options and think about you know, what happens if this and what happens in that. That's the responsibility of management and the board to consider those things. But we are committed at this stage to statewide racing. And Alan, on the GAP program, obviously there's a lot of people in self-isolation and they need a mate and they might want a greyhound. Can you still go out and go to the go to the GAP organisation and, and adopt a greyhound during this period? Yeah, look, we, we are acutely aware of that uh, adopting a dog and having a pet in the household, particularly given people are so socially isolated, uh, in some cases, well, all across the state they are socially isolating, and uh, having a pet and having company in the house for people can be a very, very important uh, process and something that you'd, you'd be really interested in. So we know that the demand for the dogs is high at the moment, but we we are putting in different procedures in the way that we're adopting the dogs. Again, this is all about you know social distancing and those sorts of things. So our gap facilities are closed to the public, uh, but as soon as the dogs are ready for rehoming, we are posting their details on the gap website and the Facebook page. And we have modified the adoption process so that it happens over the phone and via email to keep everyone safe. So prospective owners should contact GAP by appointment. That's really the change. Just okay. like we're doing at tracks, we're also managing our whole business with social distancing in place. And Peter, before we let you go, obviously racing continues on over the Easter period, which is great. And we also say goodbye and um, of one of my favourites, Whiskey Ride, who he won't be heading back to the track, but I think he might be in for a pretty handy stud career. Yeah, no, Whiskey Ride has just been phenomenal for the industry and as of all the former stars and current stars, but... I think um, Anthony has a party and his family should be very proud of what they've achieved with uh, Whiskey Riot, not just for themselves and the owners, but for the industry, because we do need those stars that we can profile and get people engaged in racing. And um, I just, you know, I'm really proud of what he's achieved with that dog, as I am with other, any trainer that achieved that Group 1 status. And I think, yeah, he'll be a very handy stud dog. So it'll be interesting to see when his pups hit the ground, how they go. Um, but I just wanted to say, Gareth, before we um, get off the line here, because you've got other things to do, you know, I wish all of our participants a great break over Easter. Um, I know that the curve, I just saw the um, email that's come through, has gone down overnight in terms of um, new cases. But I just need to say once again, this does not mean that we can be complacent. You've just got to really continue to be very diligent um, because you will get us through this and obviously the Premier has supported us in what we're doing. Um, so just hold the line and just keep doing what you're doing um, and hopefully we will get through. And I'm so proud of them because, as Alan said, and we all know, they have just done everything we've asked of them and more. And um, I was actually speaking to um, Brian Parkinson this morning from Geelong Greyhound Racing Club and, you know, he's called me with a couple of ideas. So we just keep going as a family to try to make sure we do everything possible to prevent the transmission of the disease. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I think even this particular crisis has even united the industry and everybody is on the same page and, and working together to make sure that they obey the protocols and, and follow the instructions and keep racing continuing on. Peter and Alan, you're doing a wonderful job. Love your passion. And um, hopefully you can back away. You can't bet, of course, but you enjoy your weekend of greyhound racing. Thanks for that, Alan and Peter. I'll be watching. So have a great yeah. um, Easter, Gareth, and everyone out there that's listening, particularly our participants with their families and their dogs. Yeah, happy Easter, Peter. And to you too, Alan. Thank you.